Welcome back to the Red River Horror Podcast. I am your host, Joe Zakreski, currently joined by Eddie Kayazo. Hi, Ed. How are you today? Joe, it's good to be with you. I'm doing well. Yeah, it's nice. Um, one, great job with the interview with William Sadler last week. Thank you very, very much. Very enjoyable. I, I, that was a lot of fun. He was very easy to talk to. It was funny. There was a bit of a delay because uh, he was connected by phone through like an intermediary. So it, you hear throughout some of the interview, like I'm kind of tripping on him a little bit, but it's it's like there was a weird delay. So something to take note of for our future interviews. But thank you for saying so. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I liked it. I'm, I'm very, very excited for any feedback in our future interviews. We got some good stuff going on. Um, as promised from the start, we said that we would have different episode styles as we go. So one of those being, you know, our interviews. We've done movies. We've done local urban legends and folklore. And this week, we are going to do local ghost stories, you know, unexplained experiences, you know, something, you know, could it be a ghost? Could it be nothing? Something supernatural? I don't know. But we'll have some fun with it. So we're going to have my pal, our pal, Evan Yudetsky, come on and tell us his story of a haunting in his apartment in Conshohocken. Ah, right here where... Right where we're sitting. Yeah, we're recording in Conshohocken this week. Yes, we are. So Beautiful. Yeah. So that's going to be exciting. I'm excited to hear because it's been a long time since I've heard an actual ghost story. Yeah. When I was a kid, of course, there were many, many ghost stories around the campfire, up the Poconos, things like that. It's been about 10 years since someone's approached me and said, yo, like I have something to tell you, show you. I have audio, video. And Evan, this surprises me. I want to hear his story because I wouldn't think of him as someone who believes in ghosts. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's what it comes down to. It's, it's, it was a very, I've heard it before, and that's why I'm having him be the first one, because it really kind of like took me a minute to be like, what happened? Like, you know, you'll hear it, you'll hear it momentarily. All right, well, I'm excited. Yeah. I guess we'll, I'll, I'll let you guys get to it. All right, sounds good. We'll take it over to Evan Yudetsky telling us his story. Okay, and I'm joined by my good friend, Evan Yudetsky. Evan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How are you? Hey, Joe. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So what I was just telling Eddie before this segment took over is like we wanted to start having people tell stories of supernatural experiences, you know, may or may not be supernatural, you know, what happened. So just a little background before we, because we'll just jump right into it, before we get into it was, you know, we were roommates in Roxburgh, and then we went our separate ways, amicably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all gravy. And then, um, but you moved into a old building in Conshohocken. Correct. Which is where we're sitting now, but in a much newer building. <laughs> yeah, considerably. <laughs> so, so anyway, let's get, let's just get down into it. So you move into a new apartment in Conshohocken, Tell us what what you experienced. All right. So I moved into this place in August of 2014 um, after we uh, parted ways amicably. <laughs> and 
Uh, I had been in the place, the, the event in question here took place, I would say around mid to late April of 2015. Um, I was living in this place by myself, um, bachelor pad. And the building that we were, we're talking about is built, they say in like the mid 1800s, early to mid 1800s. And originally from the landlord, from what I had heard, it was a big mansion um, that had servants quarters. And mm -hmm. so this building actually had four apartments in it. It got renovated in the 1960s to have four apartments. I lived in the upstairs left-hand corner. Um, it was like an 800 foot square foot, uh, nothing it was a special. Nice little spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a nice little spot. It had very creaky floors, had still had the original hardwood, um, really deep windowsills. And one of the things that I always remember too, it always had those, those grandma's doorknobs on closets. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, those, you know, the, the fake crystal doorknobs or whatever, they mm -hmm. don't have any locks on them or anything. And I feel like yep. everyone's grandma had one of those. Um, and in the building was very good size. The two, two apartments on the top floor were both about 800 or so square feet. And then the ones on the bottom floor were a little bit bigger and there's a big grand staircase mm -hmm. um, in the house that, that led up to my apartment. And you can tell by the construction, it was, it was a very, very old house. Oh um, yeah. I mean, just to lay it out, I mean, you're talking like an old, like real stone mason work. Like it was nice. I mean, even like that front patio. Oh yeah. Nice concrete yeah. patio, some big pillars outside. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe some locals in Conshohocken who might be listening to this might be trying to figure out what, what house we're talking about. They definitely are, but we're not going to give away the address. Absolutely not. Um, and, and it was a, it was a great apartment. The landlord was awesome. Um, and up until that April, I had never experienced anything weird there. You know, I knew mm -hmm. it was an old house. There were some creeks. You'd hear your neighbors, yeah, you did. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can talk about that sure, one. Sure you can. All right. So, <laughs> yeah. So the walls weren't particularly thick. And my downstairs neighbor, um, he was an older guy, single guy. Mm -hmm. I'd say probably in his 60s. Um, but let's just say this man likes to watch uh, adult content. He enjoyed his adult cinema. And, and I could hear his adult content, uh, in my living room Yeah, and you could hear it when you entered the common area of the house <laughs> and this, the neighbors who, who also shared the building with me had told me that when I moved in and they're right. like, Hey, watch out for, uh, your buddy below you. Cause you know, he likes, uh, he likes to watch his films. And it was your mom who first heard it when you were moving in. She came to visit you. That's correct. She said <laughs> something to me and she was like, uh, Hey, I heard something funny from your neighbor downstairs. And I was like, Oh, I just talked to my neighbor about that. Yeah. Apparently he likes his, uh, he likes his porn. Yeah. So, and cigarettes, a lot of cigarettes, a lot of porn. One of probably the most disgusting couch I've ever seen in my entire life was the one that he put out, um, uh, out, out to the dumpster, the one to, for the garbage people to take it. And let's not talk was, about the horror story that that couch had lived through. It was just, I mean, it was black with cigarette smoke and, mm. and that apartment was, was not very good either. Um, no, but all things considered, I was very happy with that place. And yeah. you know, the, everything functioned properly. Um, 
so around that time in April, and, and I know it was like late April because it was that weather where you don't need the heat and you don't need the air conditioning. Mm -hmm. And it's like the perfect where you can like leave the windows open at night. You can leave them open during the day. It doesn't get too hot. Um, and this happened on a, on a Friday. And so I, at the time was working in New Jersey. Um, so, you know, roughly almost an hour commute each direction. And I'm at work and I get a call from my landlord and it's a Friday at, I, two o'clock in the afternoon, just after lunch. Mm -hmm. And my landlord goes, Hey, I need you to give your, your neighbor a call. Um, there's something going on in your apartment. And I'm like, okay, like, is everything okay? Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, I don't think anything's like damaged, broken on fire, but you know, give him a call. Here's his number. So I call my neighbor who also lived on the top floor, but across the hall from me. And he's like, yeah, Evan, how you doing? Um, there's something going on in your apartment. And he puts me on speakerphone and he walks over to my door. And I can hear it on speakerphone outside of my door. And I just hear thump, thump, thump. And it's, it's very rhythmic. Mm -hmm. it, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't like the, the tempo wasn't changing. And I'm like... I'm like, that's, that's really strange. And I could faintly hear it on speakerphone. And I was like, I was like, I can pick it up, but how loud is it? He's like, we can hear it clear as day in the hallway. And I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> He's like, did you leave something on? And I'm like, you know, I probably left like, I, I had like a ceiling fan in the living room. And I'm like, oh, well maybe the rotation of the ceiling fan, something came loose and it's, you know, banging up against the ceiling or, or something, you know? And... And so he's like, I don't know. He's like, it's pretty loud. And I'm like, all right. I was like, hold on one second. So I go and I talk to my boss and I'm like, hey, you know, there's something going on in my apartment right now. I just got a call from my landlord, talked mm -hmm. to my neighbor. And my boss is like looking at his watch. He's like, yo, dude, it's, it's two o'clock on a Friday and it's nice outside. Yeah. Uh, go take care of this emergency at your house. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not like that, but thank you. Um, mm -hmm. So I drive back. Um, I get back to the house. Um, the landlord lived out of town, but his sister lived close by. Okay. Um, so his sister was there representing the interests of the landlord to make sure, you know, nothing's broken, destroyed, yeah. whatever. And so we open it up and it's me and the landlord's sister and my neighbor. And we open up my apartment and everything's okay. Just nothing. I, well, so the thumping is still going on. I'm sorry. I probably should mention that. And it's, it's loud. Like it is, it, it sounds like the, what I would describe it is it's definitely like a percussive force. Like it wasn't just a sound. It, it literally sounded like something hitting. It's like boom. It was, yeah, boom. it was a good size thud. Almost, um, you know, it sounds like if you were just to knock your fist on a, like a wall, like mm -hmm. as a, a firm knock, like a police knock. Oh, yeah. Like a firm thud. Thud. And it, it was consistent. It was weird. And I'm like, okay. So we walk into the apartment and it was over on the, the outside facing wall above my TV. And we walked directly under where the sound was coming from. Yeah. And the sound was coming from above my TV, what sounded like directly in the attic. 
directly above my TV in okay. the corner of the living room. And, and we're, all of us are standing right underneath it. Thud. Thud. And we're all looking at each other like, okay, we're all hearing this. So is it like, was, was it like one of those thuds where it's like, you can like kind of like feel it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And that's why I kind of describe it as like percussive. I was thinking about like a way to describe it. And I think it, percussive is the right way to describe it. Cause like that has like the punch. So it was like, like as if someone's hand is literally not popping. Not. And it sounded yeah. not like a shoe stomping. You know how that's more like a muffled sound. Mm -hmm. It almost had like a little sharp, like a rap, like a rap at a door, but it was, it was slow. It was persistent and it, and it had that, it had that percussive character to it. And so we're all looking at each other and, you know, you kind of flash somebody the eyebrows like the, <laughs> and we're all kind of looking at each other like, no, nah, man, there's nothing weird. Like it's, it's gotta be something simple on the other side of that wall. So not towards the outside of the house, but internally in my apartment, backed up to my shower. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, well maybe I have like a, a leak or something and maybe the pressure is causing the pipes to rattle. After all, this house is very old. It's been remodeled. It's not uncommon for houses to have these, these weird noises like this. So we're like, okay. So we go out, we grab a small ladder and in between the two upstairs apartments, there's the drawstring to get up to the attic. Mm -hmm. So we're like, all right. So we get up on there we draw down the attic. The whole time we're doing this thud, thud, you know, still staying at about the same tempo, nothing noticeably different about the sound. So and what are you thinking that it could have been at this point? I thought it was the pipes leading to pipes. the shower. Okay. I thought it was the pipes leading to the shower, you know, trying to think of the most reasonable explanation. It's an old house, old pipes, whatever. I mean, the tile in my shower was like from the seventies, that mm -hmm. awful baby blue, but you know, I was yeah. a bachelor at the time. I, I didn't give a shit. So, um, so that's kind of what we were all thinking. We saw that there was no damage. So there was no like water damage. There was nothing weird. So we're like, all right, let's check it out. So we take down the, the ladder to the attic. And so we go up with a flashlight and it's still thudding the entire time. We're crawling up, whatever, you know, going up the seven foot ladder, whatever. And when I crest my head above the entrance to the attic, mm -hmm. the sound is gone just nothing nothing so you remember like there's intervals in between mm -hmm. but the last interval of that noise that i heard was while we were still on the ladder going up as soon as my head had crested into the attic it stopped nothing nothing so i get up there my neighbor comes up there with me and there's a couple like small windows in the attic, like little porthole windows. Mm -hmm. The floor of the attic is just like, I don't know, your basic plywood flooring missing in a couple spots because being an old house or whatever, nothing up there. Maybe there were a couple old boxes up there, nothing notable. 
except an old child's rocking chair. Just sitting there. In the center of the attic. Not not where the sound was coming from, Mm -hmm. but more towards like my my living room almost by like the entrance of my apartment right and so when the sound stopped we look at this rocking chair i kind of look at my neighbor and we kind of just flash each other the look that you can probably imagine we're flashing each other the what the yeah yeah and we're like okay this is kind of creepy that there's this. This is very chair. creepy. So we walk over, you know, knowing the layout of the house, we walk over to above my TV mm-hmm. and there's nothing there. It's kind of at the junction where the roof comes down and meets, you know, it's pretty narrow over there. Same plywood floor, a little exposed insulation, but you know, no piping that we can see. Nothing seems out of place. It's still pretty dusty over there. It didn't look like there was any commotion. Hmm. And so we kind of yelled down to the landlord's sister and we're like, hey, you know, go over by the TV. And, and so she does. And so I like, I take my hand and I just go knock mm-hmm. right on that plywood. And she's like, yeah, she's like, that's the sound, you know, you, me, you hitting the ground. Uh, me, yeah, knocking with like my knuckles, mm-hmm. like, a, like you're knocking on a door, but onto that plywood. And she's like, yeah, that's, it's like, that sounds like the sound. Like, obviously, probably not reproducing it perfectly, but close enough. Yeah. And I'm like, well, there's nothing else in this attic. Like, there's one rocking chair, a couple old boxes. There's nothing notable up there. We're like, we're assessing for any sort of damage. Did, you know, was it a squirrel that got in? We don't see anything chewed up. No, no evidence of mice. So we kind of just look at each other and we're like, okay, um, nothing to see here. Right. Um, now a side note about this house is they had some basement storage out back behind the house. Mm -hmm. Um, I had never really put too much down there. Um, However, when my fiance moved in with me over the summer of 2016, I believe it was, um, we put some of her stuff down in the basement and the basement went like the length of the house and it being a pretty big house, there's a lot of basement storage. Yeah we'd only utilize like the part by the door. There wasn't a whole lot down there, but there was like a back separate room behind the furnaces and everything. And we went back there just to like take a look. And we had like a flashlight. There were no lights down in that, that particular area. And there were uh, a bunch of like old bikes, like forties and fifties, like bicycles. Huh? And one other in particular sort of creepy item was a child's stroller that was down there. Um, Now, this is all, mind you, after the fact. We didn't know any of this at the time. Right. Um, But I think it's a a, a notable side note that somebody here had left a lot of this old stuff. Yeah. The people who all lived at the house had only been there at this point a maximum of like, I think maybe 15 years or so. 
um, before the tenants had turned over. Um, so I don't think it was anyone's stuff who lived in that house at the time. I don't think it was anyone's possessions. I think it was there before relics of whoever remodeled it, whatever. Um, but all of that stuff was downstairs too. Hmm. So we're up in the attic. There's no damage. We're like, all right, well, we're not going to hang out in the attic all day. So we go downstairs and we go out to the front yard and we're just kind of having a chat, kind of laughing like, oh, that was a little strange. Sure. And, and the landlord's sister's like, well, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not far away. You know, if you find like if there's something leaking, you know, please give me a call. If you find some damage in the apartment that maybe we didn't see, you know, give me a call. We can get something fixed uh, if we need to call an exterminator or whatever. And so we're, we're sitting out there a couple minutes and we go back in, I go back inside into my apartment and I open the door, you know, toss my, all my stuff down, finally get to settle into the weekend. And I'm like, well, what's that? And I just hear the soft fuzz of my surround sound system. Hmm. Now TV's off. TV's off, and this surround sound system was only hooked up to my TV. Yeah. I never turned it off. I just always left it on, and it just had the auxiliary cable that plugged into the back of my TV. Yeah. Now, when I, this fuzz sound, it sounded like um, a soft radio fuzz, not the fuzz, like the harsh fuzz you sound, you hear when like the, the TV is not picking up a signal, but like a very soft radio fuzz. And I'm looking at my surround sound and it's, it's picking up signal from the auxiliary cable, which is connected. And it's not like that microphone buzz that mm. it's like a, a, an airways fuzz. And I'm like, I've never heard this sound out of there before. And my surround sounds on full blast, like <sighs> with this fuzz. Like it's disturbing your, yeah, your downtime. Yeah. Like, I mean, I had only, I had just settled in. I had just popped onto the couch and I heard it and I'm like, I started thinking to myself, I'm like, all right, there were three of us in here mm -hmm. no more than 15 minutes ago. Um, we would have noticed this. I would have noticed this. Yeah. I've never heard this sound out of my surround sound system yeah. before. And it's not like you had just moved in there either at this point. Like you'd been living there for a while. Yeah. Seven, eight months. Yeah. You know, I'd been there for, for quite some time. Never heard that. I had that surround sound system in our old apartment. It was the yeah. same one. Yeah. No, I, I, I remember it. And just by the simple physics of it, there's no way that the, the surround sound would be making that. So I'm like, this point I'm, I'm, I'm a little freaked out. Yeah. I'm like, this is really really strange. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Turn it off. I just turn off the surround sound system. It stops. Never again. Did I hear that fuzz out of my surround sound system? Even going back to like your normal, just leaving it on. Never, never, never before, never since I got rid of that surround sound system. 2017 or so. Mm -hmm. So I had it for a few years after as well. Um, 
Never heard anything like that out of there again. Never heard that thud sound ever again either. Huh. And, you know, once my fiance moved in, she knew the story. You know, we were dating at the time when it happened. We always made like soft jokes about it. Right. Right. You know, leaving a light on in the house and be like, hey, can our uh, can our guests turn those off? Never had anything happen like that. Never had any lights flicker or anything like that. But those two instances in the same day of things that have never happened before or since. um, Yeah, that that was some something that just didn't add up. It it, never happened again. It never happened again. Um, Now, this is a part where I, I told you as we were chatting before we got on the mics, I moved out of there to a different place in Conshohocken and I was at the brewery after I had moved out and I had been moved out for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say at least a year after I moved out. Yeah. And I saw one of my neighbors at the brewery. I was like, Hey, how you doing? Haven't seen you in a while. You know, we were always very friendly and Not I'm the like, same neighbor from the thud. So no, this, so the neighbor who helped me in the attic lived on the second floor with me. Mm-hmm. The, the guy who liked his videos lived below me. Mm-hmm. This neighbor was on the opposite corner, first floor, opposite corner. Right. Um, she wasn't home when all of this stuff went down. Um, I did tell her about it later on. We had to laugh about that, but, um, so I saw her at the brewery, ran into her. I had been moved out for a year or so. And we were just catching up and I, you know, I'm still living in the neighborhood and I'm like, oh, I see that, you know, I saw her car is parked in the driveway now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, my neighbor who lived below me, like he used to park in the driveway because he had the most longstanding rental agreement with the landlord. So the deal was that that person got the driveway and she was like, oh, you haven't heard. And I'm like, I haven't heard what she goes he died. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, he, he passed away at the house. And, and I'm like, really? And she goes, yeah, as a matter of fact, you know, he had stopped showing up to work from what I understand. He didn't have a lot of family around the, yeah, the contacts and everything may not have been current. And they found him two weeks after he passed away. Mm. Uh, that's, it, that's like sad. It's very sad. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know that about the house. And, yeah. and I, I, you know, when I heard that, I'm like, oh my God, like that's terrible. Poor yeah. guy. Um, and, you know, my brain naturally wandered to something these incidents and you know did he get got i'm never gonna know the answer to that and i'm okay with that um it was uh yeah i mean and every time like when the first time you told me it's like you know i was like skipping a beat thinking about it because like i've i've been to your place i've that sound system was it was great 
but like were you ever really into like the uh the supernatural type thing do you believe in like the the ghosts and stuff like that or i don't disbelieve okay uh my my mind is is always open to stuff like that um i more or less i think of it as a uh it's a fun exercise to think about you know what if what if you know we don't know you know, I'm very curious about the sciences, so I like a lot of hard proof, but yeah, it's a really fun thing to think about. I, I wouldn't ever discredit it. I mean, how can you? All you heard was a consistent thud. You get up into the attic and there's like a couple boxes in a rocking chair. A child's rocking A child's chair. rocking chair. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> I'm not hanging around. Yeah. I'm happy we did that exploration at two in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a nighttime crawl. No. And I had never really had anything like that happen at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. Any of the other places I lived. Um, you know, I watched like the ghost hunters and stuff on TV. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, I, it's, I thought it was fun. It was just kind of one of those things. It's like, oh, wow, that's crazy when this weird stuff happens to other people. Yeah. And then, you know, you're living in this old stone mansion. Like, I guess it would be a mansion, even though, like, for the time it was built. For the time it was built, it was big. And they... Because, like, now it's, like, it's big, but it wouldn't be, like... Ooh, it wouldn't be massive. Your house is massive. It's like your suburban house. Yeah, it's a it's a good sized suburban house. Yeah. Um but like just an old stone building like that on like the lot that it's at with like how creepy the lights would look at night from the pillars. One of our friends had said when I had moved in, walking up those stairs, uh, she was like, it looks like a funeral home in here. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. And I, I think it's uh, it has that feel because like with the the carpet like the rug was like a runner to like the grand staircase and then like it would split to like your apartment your old solid big banisters yeah. on there solid wood ban oh it was yeah. I mean the the woodwork in the house was gorgeous I mean oh yeah it's it was very well built and whenever that house was built whoever had it had money. For sure. Especially if they were just going to leave their bikes down in the basement. So I'm wondering, (laughs) yeah, the bikes were an interesting one because the bikes looked like they could have been around the time that it may have been remodeled. So I had heard it had been remodeled around the fifties, sixties, maybe sometime around there. Um, And they kind of were those old school wizard of Oz type bicycles. Mm. But there was a, a, if I remember correctly, my memory may not be perfect on this, but I, there was an, I remember there was an adult bike and I think there was also a kid's bike along with a stroller and then that rocking chair upstairs. I had never heard anything about anything creepy going on in the house from any of my neighbors. Yeah. Never got any you know, warnings about it. No one was ever like, Oh, you're living in that house. You know, it was never anything like that. So when all of this stuff happened, I thought it was really interesting. And when we found all of the stuff in the basement, yeah. Yeah. Really makes you think it really does because like, you know, if it's something like that old, there has to be like some kind of energy 
trapped within. I don't know what that is, but it would definitely like it's it would send shivers up my spine if I was in that that position. Yeah, you know, I recently told this story to somebody, and I think I think you were with me, and that's how we got the idea to do this on the on the pod here. Oh yeah, and you know, when I tell this story to somebody new who has never heard it before, I get I get little chills when I think about it. I'm like, man, I was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> first, like every time I hear it, I'm just like, good God. Like, and then for it to never happen again, it's like almost like you're just waiting for it to happen again. I did wait for it to happen again. And, and I waited for other stuff. I paid extra attention to, <laughs> yeah. to stuff, you know, I was waiting for my microwave clock to be blinking. Um, yeah. I'm waiting for a lamp. Like, oh, I swear I turned that lamp on when I was in this room. I was waiting for stuff to get moved around. And either I'm just oblivious yeah. and never noticed anything, um, or it was a one-off. Yeah. I mean, it's like you had been living there for a while, so maybe it was something that was just like, you need to acknowledge that I'm here too. And then now that you know, it just backed off. We had said, we'd always made jokes, Kathleen and I always made jokes like, Oh, you said her name. It's yep. okay. <laughs> yep. And we're, we're, we're all laughing about it. We would always like, you know, when we would leave, be like, see you later. Yeah. That's what she said. I was like, bye ghost. Yeah. Bye ghost. Have a good one. <laughs> you know, don't make a mess while we're gone. Yeah. You know, I know, I mean, People are still living in the house. There's nothing creepy going on here. It's not like it's an abandoned house and no. Yeah. It's, it's pretty wild. No. I mean, and it, it's, it's just crazy how that can happen. Um, in another episode, I'm going to go over my experiences in an old house. And like, even when we, it's not even the house that we, like when we separated and you moved into that place and I moved into my place, which was a farmhouse built in the 1850s. It's like mm -hmm. a pre-Civil War farmhouse split into a twin. I didn't get anything in there. <laughs> and I th I was like so sure that I would. Well, you know, and that but makes sense. You because, yeah, well, I mean, we didn't move too far away from each other. And both of our houses were built around the same time. Yeah. So, oh, man, it's so cool. It's, it's such, a, such a good story. And that's why I wanted to start with it. Just because, like, even now, I'm sitting here, I'm just like, oh. Yeah. And, like, you know, I was never really that big into horror movies. Mm -hmm. I'm not even that big of a movie guy. No, you're not. And and so, like, you know, I like to, of course, like, oh, my, my imagination would never run wild. Oh, I'm very, I'm a logical person. Like, yeah. I've been know, told you have a terrible imagination. <laughs> yeah, your brother always said I had a terrible <laughs> imagination. I hate reading fiction. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. And you know what? And the thing is, is I'm happy to not know. I think it was, you know, not, no one was hurt. You know, I'm not exactly mm. beat up about it psychologically. There was no damage to like no. property or anything like that. Yeah. I'm happy with not knowing. I'm happy having the experience. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm not saying I would welcome the creepy experiences again but no they're, they're definitely fun to look back on no no not at all like like it's a, a very unique experience and then there's um right before we wrap up so you don't live there anymore you lived in another place and then now in your most recent place you now have a dog leo yep very good boy very good boy so you moved into a house that's like 
newer construction, and we also speculate about some kind of evil presence in there. I, you know, I love my dog, but he is not the bravest of souls. <laughs> and he refuses to go into our basement. Dog knows. And right behind our house, there's a small shared backyard with the other row homes and um, a wooden fence back there. And on the other side of that fence is a graveyard. Because why wouldn't there why be? Why wouldn't there be? <laughs> why wouldn't the dog want to go into the basement? And of course, there's a graveyard right next to the property. You know, I, I, I have no idea. And it's the funniest thing because the door will be wide open. We'll go to and he'll just stop in dead in his tracks. I have tried nope. so hard. Peanut butter, mm-hmm. cheese, treats, tricking him thinking we're going on a walk going out that way. And he refuses to go down there. Um, you know, he goes into the basement at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. He doesn't go into the basement at my grandmother's house. To be fair, your parents' basement's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's nice and redone. Yeah. Um, but even the basement I'm in now, yeah, you know, it's. I wouldn't say it's completely finished, but it's... It's harmless. It's, yeah, it's, it's painted. Nice. It's, it's spacious. It's in good condition. But yeah, he'll refuse to go down there, too. Yeah. Now, never had any weird experiences at my current house. Nothing crazy. Um, far fewer creeks than the 1800s house. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. I don't know, Ev. Maybe it followed you. It's just hanging in the basement. Maybe it's the graveyard. Who knows? <laughs> you know what? We'll see. We I mean, maybe, maybe, they have, uh, maybe they have some. They're going to help throw a going away party for me here in a couple weeks. So we'll see what happens. Well, we'll just throw him down there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we wouldn't do that to him. He's a good not. guy. He's a good guy. We would never. We would never. All right. So on that note, let's wrap things up. Evan, thank you so much for sharing your story with me. Of course. Happy to share. Yeah, we'll have to maybe, I'll, you know, if someone from more than the curve or conchy stuff listens to this, if you want to get in touch with me, you can email redriverhorror at gmail.com or tweet at me at redriverjoe. And if you have any information or are curious about which property we're talking about and you have some history of more hauntings in Conshohocken, let me know. I am Joe Zakreski. This is the Red River Horror, Horror Podcast. Keep traveling those channels of fear.